This is Just Talk With Sam Podcast, y'all. Just Talk With Sam Podcast. Just put your name on it. If you don't talk about it, be about it. I Review on iTunes, y'all. But it's obvious if the audience listening, we, we never write this out. What's up, what's up? It's your man Sam, host of Just Talk With Sam Podcast. Just Talk With Sam Podcast. Man, we got a great one for you guys this week. Um, special guest coming in the building. Well, virtually, well, however you look at it. My man, Gromo. Gromo is, in short, the man. He's a producer, DJ, tastemaker. He's he's that guy, man. We're going to sit around. We're going to talk about his career, some of the music he made, and some of the gems that he found. Man, this has just been... A great interview that I want you guys in touch with. And follow my man. Follow Guomo as you go through, you know, the internet. He's Guomo on Twitter, Instagram. You know, you can hear some of them songs on SoundCloud. It's all right there. But before we jump into this awesome podcast, got to pay some bills. And I want you guys to stop over at One Place About Us. You're home for everything relating to the podcast at samshownation.com. Yes, that's samshownation.com for everything that you need about the Just Talk With Sam podcast. Right there on the homepage and current promotions page, there is a donate button. You guys have been doing this as long as we had a podcast. And we put every single cent right back into this podcast to make it great. So give whatever makes you feel like a good person and go ahead and make this a bigger, better, badder, greater podcast. Speaking of the podcast, man, 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 maybe you want a little bang for your buck. Maybe you want a receipt for your troubles. You can always support the podcast by going to samshownation.com and hitting the store link. And getting you all your Just Talk With Sam swag right there. Whether that be t-shirts, hats, stickers, whatever. It's all right there. So please, um, whatever you want to do, whatever you want to wear as you go through your daily life, Check us out right there at the Just Talk With Sam store. Speaking of the podcast itself, you can always check out the podcast at samshownation.com by hitting the podcast link. You can catch up on all your favorite podcasts right then and there, or however you listen to podcasts, whether that be Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, RSS, CastBox, wherever podcasts can be found. We're all right there. If you can hear it, we're probably there. Apple, I forgot about Apple, I forgot about um, Amazon, we're all there. And let's pay some bills. Got to, keep this thing running. We got a few sponsors for this episode, 
And I want to start off with my first sponsor, the good of folks at NFLshop.com. As we welcome the new Super Bowl 55 champions, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And if you want your championship swag, you can always go to samshownation.com and go to current promotions. You click that link and you, yes, you can get hooked up with all of your Super Bowl 55 champions. Whether it be a Tom Brady jersey, whether it be whatever it is. And it's free shipping site-wide, no minimum. Just put in the offer code sideline at checkout. Go to samshownation.com and buy some gear from the champs, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And put in the offer code sideline, sideline at checkout. For free shipping. The next sponsor is the good folks at Reebok.com. Yes, that Reebok.com. You can go to SamShowNation.com. You click that Reebok link. And by clicking the Reebok link, you can jump on their end of season sale. AKA the Winter Blues Collection. Yeah, we got it. We trapped inside. It's cold outside. The good folks have Reebok says, hey, we're going to open up soon. Spring's right around the corner. Um, You know, it happens, especially if you, you know, it's good. It's real good. So they're going to help you with your winter blues by going to Reebok.com. You click that link at SamShowNation.com, and you could just survey the area. And then at the end, put in winter five zero at checkout to save fifty percent off all of the Reebok Winter Blues collection. Some exclusions may apply. So please go to samshownation.com, click the link, click the Reebok link, and get on them winter blues. And lastly, certainly not leastly, the big dog Amazon.com. Yes, that Amazon. Go to samshownation.com. Click the banner at the home page, current promotions page. Look, Amazon got everything from A to Z, especially some Valentine's Day deals. You got less than a week to show the people you love how much you love them. You know who's going to help you out? Amazon. Because if you got Prime, it could be at your house in two days and you look like a hero on Valentine's Day. Trust me, it's going to come up. But... Amazon got you covered. They got everything that you need for your Valentine's this Valentine's Day. Whether it be, I don't know, Alexa devices. Maybe you want to cozy up and watch a movie with Amazon Prime. Maybe you want to listen to some music. Maybe you want a little winter refresh. With the, get geared up. Would it be a romantic dress? Would it be some nice smell goods? It's all right there at Amazon. And they have everything from A to Z. So please go ahead. You don't have a lot of time left. Hit the Amazon link at samshownation.com and shop as you normally would. But that's enough about me right now. I'm going to start off this um, podcast with um, actually a song that's been growing on me by Guomo. Uh, so wake up with Hush. We'll jump to this interview. See you guys in a few. She wanna wake up 
for just um, giving me your time just to come out on the podcast just so we can talk, chat a little bit because you're awesome. Just want just to start off <laughs> by you. saying that, man. No, Thank I mean, you, man. I appreciate it. it's good. This is, like, I want to ask this question before I even get started in the um, interview as a whole. The, I got to check in. How you doing in the middle of the pandemic? Um, I know I read the COVID diaries, but let's get into yeah. it. How are you doing today? Um, I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm just kind of getting through. I'm on school break right now, so it's nice to have some time to myself and kind of not worry about too much, but um, I'm doing well. I'm getting through it. Okay, yeah. And speaking of the COVID Diaries, I read it, which was awesome, and it was good, and it was a very good way to keep people up to date on how you were faring, what was going on, and everything that was happening in the middle of a pandemic because much like most people, you kind of hit the unlucky lottery. It was yeah. a, yeah, that's a word we used when it was just sort of like right, right when you was like really getting your stride going, it was a shutdown. And when the shutdown yeah, happened, exactly. it, it, it was like everyone had to think on their feet. And quite honestly, you did. And you were able to not only keep us up to date with the COVID diaries, but you were able to churn out more songs as much as i want to sit here and say well you're this and you're that i don't really know how to describe your music i I don't it's awesome but i'm not gonna pigeonhole you and put you in a box because you jump from genre to genre i'm more curious about not necessarily putting you in a box but how would you describe your style on an artistic level for the casual listener thank you sam yeah like 
I, I totally agree with you. Even for myself, it's hard to kind of say what my music is because there's just so many different influences that are coming into what I create. Like, I'll be taking one minute, like, some stuff from, like, EDM, and then I'll be going to hip-hop and R&B and pop and, and rock music. It, it just goes everywhere. But I think I, what I've been kind of saying, I've been calling my music, is just kind of, like, more aggressive pop music because, like, for me, I feel like the beats have to be hard and the melodies have to be something catchy in that, something that people can remember when they listen to it, something that, you know, you're still humming along to when you're not listening to the music and you're just walking on the street or you're on the subway just chilling. Like, like that's kind of how I like my music. It's just something where you can have a good time to it, basically. And that's good, and I'm glad you were able to do that. One of the things I like, when I, whenever I talk to a producer, like, I love asking quote-unquote producer questions Mainly because um, you guys are different. You guys are a different breed. You guys, you're, it's it's kind of cheating in a way because you guys are usually in the background and no one really gives you the credit you deserve until it's completely time. You don't get credit until they get an award. The lead singer gets an award. Yeah. And like, oh, I like to thank. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't be here without. And here we are. <laughs> But one of the things I would like to just get into, is it challenging to kind of continuously tackle different sounds and styles while trying to keep it fresh? The music industry can be a bit of a copycat business. Everyone tries to sound yeah. like everyone else. But if you're playing around with different sounds and keeping it fresh, how do you make that delineation? Like, I feel like for me, I'm just always kind of focusing on what I like. That's when I always think my best work comes from. And I, I am still a victim of someone who likes to follow, you know, trends or, you know, think that I have to do something in order to, you know, go a certain way. But I've always felt like I've enjoyed making the music the most and my best music has always come from me just being like, I just wanna do what I'm what I do. I wanna do what I like and then that's always when the good product comes out. When I'm just following instinct and I'm not looking at what other people are doing. I'm just kind of going just by pure inspiration and vibe so for me it is kind of challenging always to be not like I, I, I like this cool sound just came out let me try to do it and let me try to sound like this artist but then like I, I feel like there's always a point where you know I look at those moments as practice kind of like me just trying to get you know my chops up kind of like if a guitar player is practicing every day you know I feel like making kind of like what's everyone's doing for me could be like practice and then when I hit the point of inspiration that's usually when I'm in my pocket and I'm just doing what I want to do and that's when it's always the most fun whenever I'm just creating for myself now speaking of creation um and I gotta say this can you listen to your sounds and your music objectively and this is coming from for lack of a better term artist because I'm not um a podcaster host a joke whatever you want to call <laughs> us I cannot listen to any podcast after I'm done with it. So I'm very curious when I talk to the other creative minds, can you just listen to something you've done without the instinct to want to tinker or mess around with it a little bit more? Can you listen to it objectively and just like, that is that, that's awesome, on to the next one? What can you do? Yeah, I, like for me, like I, I, I am very proud of everything all the music that I've made over the past like three or four years and I like going back and listening to what I made in like 2015 or 2013 and see kind of where it's come and just kind of see the progress. There are definitely a lot of things, uh, like some things that I, I'm going back even today and like little 
production thing. So I was like, oh man, I should have done that. Like, like I don't know why, you know, why is this lower than that? I should have brought up that a little bit louder. But I think for me, it's like I always, I'm you know, I understand where I came and I understood that this was a process for me to kind of get to the skill set where I, you know, where I am now. Like as far as production, like I've been doing production for close to ten years at this point. So I've, it's, I think at this point I'm in a kind of like in a. I still feel like I'm in the beginning phases of a producer. Like I've been doing it for a while, but I still feel like I haven't tapped into into everything yet. And I feel like every producer will tell you that, even if they're like have multiple Grammys, they still will be like, you know, I still haven't reached that point that I want to get to. And I don't think anyone ever does. Cause if you do get to that point, then I think you just want to, I think that's when it's best to stop and do something else. Like, I think if you're always chasing to be better and learn more, I think that's when, you know, you'll keep getting better and you'll keep having fun doing the music. So that's kind of where I've always been at. I'm trying to keep myself at. It's just having fun and keep learning and being open-minded. So I, 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 again, the chase, the wanted to do better, and that was, I don't know, it's weird, like you're looking at my notes, but that was my next question. What is the line where this, where you making your mind where, this is something that can be saved for later. This is something that can be better. Or this is just trash. Let's cut it off. Let's start it over. Where's that line with you where you just kind of like, um, I, can, I can make this better or no, let's just burn it all down, start from the beginning. That's very funny. That happened to me this morning. And, I'm, and I feel <laughs> like now I, I'm becoming way faster. And it is at those points, kind of like when you're in your earlier question, when those points where I feel like I'm following whatever people are doing, that's when I just kind of, I stop. So like I was making something today, I was like, oh wait, this sounds way too much like insert artist. I'm just going to delete this now. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'll step away. I, I for, for me, I believe in stepping away from the computer, from the process, you know, when you're not feeling it. Like, I think it's better to kind of let yourself just relax and just, you know, think through things before you kind of go and execute, you know, you want to make it kind of a fun process. And at least for me, I've been doing it for a while. So I kind of know when the times to stop, but it's, it's whenever I feel like it's not authentic to me when I feel like, you know, it's not the vibe that, you know, I'm proud of. So usually at those moments, it, it, it could be, sometimes it could take me, you know, four days a week to figure out that this thing is not good. But now I've, I've been been much faster. So now today it was at least like, 15 minutes I was like okay this isn't good so I'm just gonna delete it I'm gonna make something else later so like it it just depends on whatever it is but when it comes to like larger form projects like a song with actual vocal on it that's a lot harder you know because that's someone else's you know work you know as a collaboration so that you know I I think that I usually have to live on it for a few months before I kind of or a month or two or just be until I get to the point where I can be like okay you know maybe I don't want to put this out maybe I just want to have this to show people and to show more people kind of like what kind of different genres I do, you know, it's good to have a group, like a big catalog. Like as far as like putting stuff out, you don't need to put out everything you've made, but I think having a lot of finished product is really important as far as, you know, just learning how to finish songs. Cause that's one thing I think a lot of producers struggle with is just like finishing tracks. Like that's super important. Just make sure you finish all your tracks. Okay. Now something I wanted to touch on just a little bit. Um, when you talked about other people, like what draws you to those people? Like obviously I've heard things that you've done with Hush and Ray Raj and and just to name a few. What is it about them that makes you say like, Oh, I could work with this person or you draw I mean, because they're 
accomplished in her own right. But yeah. at the same time, what is it in you to just like, hey, you know your thing that didn't suck? I can make it so much better. What is it about <laughs> them or what is it that's drawn to, you know, that you draw from those people that you just want to just break your neck and work with them? I think it's just like someone just trying to do their own thing and try to, you know, just be, you know, their best self. Like I can always kind of tell when someone's just trying to be, you know, do the work that they want to do, you know, that they're not really following too many things and, you know, they're experimenting. So I think at least like with Hush, like Hush was an artist I met. We met virtually um, back in like the end of 2017, early 2018. And um, he was just one of the first people I really locked in with and had an instant vibe with as far as, you know, inspiration. Like if I made a beat, he knew exactly how to compliment the beat. And that was like, I, that was something where I'd never happened before where I met a vocalist who actually knew exactly where to take the record, like where I was even thinking it, but I couldn't find the right vocalist to do that. And someone like Rhea too, like she, when I first met her like earlier last year, like she was someone who really kind of knew where to take the track and take it to that, that place that you're kind of hoping you can get it to. And you, and those people really know how to get it almost so close to there. And it, it's pretty great when you can work with someone who knows how to kind of, execute exactly almost exactly what you're thinking about and then together you can kind of mutually put it together and piece it the way how you both think it will should be turning out at the end now because of your roots in rock music i have to ask this question i would be doing myself a disservice if i did not ask this question mainly for like every other question is for the people listening at home this is for me this is personal because i I'm in Detroit. I don't know if you could tell where a lot of Detroit stuff. And we're going to jump into New York in a second. Yeah. Because you are totally inspired by your Brinker. But oh, yeah. Detroit Rock City, New York City, one thing we do have in common is our love for rock music. And for years, I have been saying rock is not dead. It's on life support. But it's not dead. No, it's not. In your words, what do we need to hear as far as rock music go, to bring it back to like, hey, I told you it wasn't dead. I think it's just, you know, I think with rock music at least, I feel like a lot of rock artists kind of live still in the past. And even as a rock fan, I still live in the past. Like the golden age, like you get all man, like the 60s, the Stones, Zeppelin, and then you go like 80s, the rock music. And I think that, I think that some of those bands are still kind of just trying to find their voice because like, it's been a strange time, you know, from like the end of the nineties to the two thousands because everything became electronic fully. Like by the time it was like two thousand, like the bands were just starting to use Pro Tools. Then by twenty ten, dance music becomes really popular and then by, you know, the, um, the rest of the twenty tens it's fully electronic. So I think it's been like a few years of just bands trying to figure it out, you know, kind of where to have their kind of sound and I'm kinda of hoping it just going back to great songwriting i think that's all you know it's all about the end it doesn't matter what you're using it doesn't matter the software it doesn't matter what guitar you're using as long as a song's good that's when people will like it you know so i think as you know once you know time moves on i think that you know more people get into rock music but the interesting thing is like when i kind of like i met someone who was like a teenager in high school um through um ria her sister and she was telling me all about all these bands she was listening to who are current now, like the Tame Impalas and stuff like that. And then she would also tell me about 
like other rock bands that were from like the 80s and i was like oh, okay so like kids are interested in stuff now and it was it, it was an interesting thing for me to hear that you know now the younger generation is starting to you know dig back kind of like the way how i did when i was a kid and fell in love with all the rock bands so i think also with just the oh like the exposure of how much music that we had access to i think over the next 10 years i think we're going to be hearing even more interesting combinations of sounds and i get that and because much like myself i don't like what's happening now which makes me go back it's like circular because then you understand where how do we get here from there so i get that but i mean like in my own personal opinion right now we have very few rock stars left we have dave Grohl, brandon yuri and brandon flowers and that is all that is the end of list right now until something happens and then we yeah. get more people. But, you know, only time would tell. Speaking of exactly. time, I talked about my time here in Detroit because I'm a lifelong Detroit guy. You New York City to your heart. It shows up in your music. We see it. It is essentially every track you've ever thrown out. I don't know if you know this or not. There is a bit of a love letter to New York in there. If it's not, if it's something little, if it's some sound, if it's it's something where it's like a tip of the cap. Hey, remember that? I did it. I'm curious, what is about it? What about your hometown makes you feel like, hey, you know that, you know, that city that everyone knows about? Well, here's a little bit more. What is it about that that makes you want to just tell the world or influence you as you make this music? I think for me, New York is like it's been very important for me and it's it is and you're right it's very tied into my identity as an artist and especially as a person like i growing up in the city has just been such a crazy experience and for people who have not lived in new york in like the 2010s like it's a hard thing to describe because there's so many different things that have happened in the city and just just the way you're kind of growing up in this environment I think that it really kind of rubs off them to you and it kind of builds your character. And as far as when it comes to my tracks, I'm always trying to add that New York grit. Because even if it's like a, a pop track like from made by someone from New York, it still has that raw New York feel to it. And that's one of the things I think a lot of the music right now has been missing is that rawness. And no matter what track I'm working on, I'm always trying to add that gritty street feel to it just like just like it just came out of you know the, the subway or the sewer in new york city you know like even like with the hip-hop music like i'm a huge hip-hop head and when i was just starting to dig into that music immediately i knew this was new york and that's one of the, and that's probably one of the favorite my favorite things about listening to that music was i was like wow this music is so representative of what this city is like what it's like to be in New York when it's like pouring rain and it's dark when you're walking around the street and you don't know what's happening you know you see someone move or it's just like you're always on edge in the city day or night so I think I'm always trying to add that into our music and I think that's what I love about the city you know it's just how much how many different personal and cultural identities there are here as well it's such a big inspiration and it's just always kind of bleeding into my music that I make Okay, and that's fair. But one thing I want to do, I talked about something you like and something that you're passionate about. Now, put your name on it. If you don't want to do it, I get it. Can you tell me something that you don't like about the music business? 
right now. Because in our in our league, I talked about how Rock's not dead, the copycat culture. Yeah. And this is my biggest pet peeve, and it I don't want to tell you because I feel like if I tell you something you don't know, now you're gonna listen for it. Yeah. But my biggest thing, and I apologize in advance, you're it's gonna infect you. I'm sorry. Yeah. Is pop songs. Pop songs that machine gun the word tonight. I'm dead serious. Every pop song that that's just plain sucks, in my opinion, has at least four or maybe five times they say the word tonight. I'm tired of wow. it. It's when you okay, like I said, I apologize. Shoot me an email. Shoot me a text. You're gonna hear about it. Go go through your phone. Find that one song that you thought sucked. Yeah. I guarantee they machine gun the word. You will hear the word tonight at least four times. Wow. That's actually so interesting. That's mine. Like I said, that's my pet peeve. I'm curious, what is yours? I think social media determining what music you create, I think. For me, I think that a lot of artists right now are kind of pressured by, you know, management, labels, you know, A&Rs to kind of be following what the numbers say. And I think the more that I hear that, the more I'm just, I, I call out BS. I'm just like, you know what? These numbers are nice, but that doesn't qualify good music. And I think that's one of the things that's probably not really affecting the music well is that everyone is just like, okay, I need to follow exactly what the numbers say. You know, this is how I've increased, you know, this new platform comes out. I need to make music that fits this platform. I think all of that has not benefited the music industry in the way of how artists create music. I think that it's, you know, given artists a lot more exposure than in the past, but I don't think it has made better quality music that, you know, people can listen to in 10 years. Cause I think a lot of the music that comes out, I don't think I'm going to listen to it in even like five months, like crazy. Most of the big songs that came out last year, I'm not even listening to them anymore. Yeah, it makes they sense. They sound old at this point. They stick. I, I like. Man, I, I thought like some certain songs they came out like three years ago, but they came out like earlier last year, and I was like, wow, like songs' lifespans are just so much shorter now. And I think it's only, and it's just because just the numbers and what's happening on social media. So I think that's probably my biggest pet peeve, and that's why at least for me, I'm trying to remove myself from looking at the social media just focus on the art you know i think that's what it should always be about is the art and that makes sense i mean because whenever you do anything uh quote-unquote topical and i and this may feed into why i don't like the song songs with the word tonight in it so many times (laughs) because we're focused on this one thing right now That song doesn't have time to grow. The only song, and I, I, I'm sorry, I keep hammering this point, but the only song with tonight that I tolerate that I think is good this far into it is Smashing Pumpkins Tonight Tonight. That is it. That is the only one. But that was on an album that was just instant classic. Uh, Melancholy, Infinite Sadness. That was instant classic. But other than that, I'm just showing you. This is the reason why people don't like. DVR the news because it doesn't matter that when you watch it, it's already old. We don't care. Something else has already happened. So exactly. this and that aging well process that's very important, especially with music. Because when I hear a song, 
especially a song I like, I could pinpoint myself at that time, the first time I heard it, it, it bleeds into you, it gets in you, you think about where you were, what happened, what were you doing, and quite honestly, if social media is dictating that, I don't want a song that just shows I was on my phone while something awesome was happening. Yeah. Yeah, I want to be a part of that awesome. Mm-hmm. So, that's, that's, like I said, it's my two cents. I totally agree with you. But I'm curious, now that we know that, what advice would you give the new and upcoming artist that listen, who's listening to us right now? What would you give to them like, hey, before you do this, this is advice I will give to you to make our future better? Hmm. I think, in general, I think the most important thing for any artist is to remember that, you know, as much as, you know, I, I know I was talking a lot about the art, but at the same time, I think that it's crucial for young artists understand the business of music. Because at the end of the day, it is called the music business. And there is a business behind it. And it's, if you can lock in and understand the basics of what goes on in this game, what happens what each department in the music industry, how they work, what makes up a song, like how, like what are the parts of the song, what part is, what part did you work on, what part your collaborator worked on, how how deals work, how to sign labels, you know, what are labels asking you, what types of deals are there, what goes on in touring, you know, how much should you be paid for X gig, how much, you know, the venue wants, you know, merchandise anything that involves business i think that's probably the most important thing you should be understanding before you even kind of launch yourself it's just to get a basic understanding you don't need to be an expert i wouldn't even call myself an expert but i at least made it a priority for me to understand what goes on behind the scenes because if you can kind of understand the language it'll help you like move way faster and it'll help you make better decisions and less kind of like I didn't know that was happening, but you know you don't you don't know like you may get put a contract in front of you and you're like like oh this is good but then like in a year you'll be like wait like you never told me this you're ripping me off no it was actually right here you just didn't read your contract it is so important to understand what goes on in the business it is super super important so any young artist you know you can, there's some pretty great music business 101 books that are out there that you can just pick up, read it before you go to bed, read it a little bit if you're just hanging out, just get your knowledge around that, and then as soon as you do, you'll be set. You'll, you'll feel ready to tackle this. All right. Well, there we go, man. I thank you so much for just giving us a little time just to be on the podcast. Obviously, if it's cool with you, we're going to play a few of your cuts because I want people to Definitely. understand – what they're listening to because there is genius behind the music itself. I mean, you are the first, I, I got to be honest, I've, I've seen the accolades, I've seen what you've done in such a little bit of time. You're a DJ, you're a producer, you're uh, to some degree artist, you're, you're good at what you do, you're a tinkerer, you're a tastemaker. I think you're, you're one of the few tastemakers I've had on this podcast. I don't even think I had another one. <laughs> like, like I was studying to get ready to, because I don't, gotta be honest, I don't know how to talk to a tastemaker. I don't. <laughs> I really don't. So when I saw that, I was like, okay, that's something. But at the end of the day, you're a guy that, and one thing I can't vibe okay. with, you're very passionate about what you do. 
and it shows and you've made better you've made people better for it and you've made the listeners better for it too of what you've done i wish you nothing but the best much success go ahead all your social media throw it out there any new gigs the floor is yours go ahead thank you yeah so all my fans if you like if you're current fans thank you very much for listening and catching up with me for new fans who want to know more about me make sure to check me out on instagram growing my music youtube growing my music spotify growing my music apple music i'm on all of them it's just growing my music g-r-o-m-o music and i'll make sure i post that in this um in the podcast when it goes up so people can check you out because this is how people do this is how the internet works they've already passed judgment <laughs> on you before they hit play so yeah. they're gonna they're gonna go back and listen, and then they're gonna listen to this. They're like, "Oh, okay, I get it." So <laughs> it's one of the things I have learned by doing this. People like to root for people. Like mm-hmm. you can make all the greatest music in the world, but when they hear this or the backstory, then they're like, "Oh, well, now I like that guy." Yeah. Yeah, I'm. This is why I'm here now. So <laughs> please go ahead, check out Gromo Music, and thank you so much for just giving us a little bit of your day. Definitely. Thank you so much, Sam. I appreciate the time. All right, man. Thank you so much. Thanks. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Bye. Walking in with them brown eyes. Can you give me a good time? When I'm feeling lonely, can you make it all right? Hold me and don't let me go. song was slowly by the great guomo uh featuring ray rush man 
this was great. This was a good interview, and you can watch the whole thing um, on our YouTube channel. If you, if you, it was good to hear, but there are some visuals, and I just kind of want to put that one out there on our YouTube channel. Just talk with Sam, no Gia talking. Just talk with Sam. And speaking of which, Matt, this was a great interview. I want to thank Romo for showing up and just giving us a little bit of your time. Please check out my man all over social media, Guomo, music, whether that be Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever, it's all there. Um, speaking of just the great interviews or whatever, I want to give a shout out to my guys, great podcast, the good folks at the Act Accordingly Podcast with Bash and Z. Those are dudes, and um, check them out. They're wherever podcasts can be <clears throat> found. So, now that we got that, everything related to the podcast here is at samshownation.com. Yes, samshownation.com. No, uh, just talk with Sam at Gmail. No G in talking. Just talk with Sam on Instagram and Facebook. And samshow11 on Twitter. Thank you guys so much. Check out my man Guomo. And I will see you guys next week. Peace out.